So, Eric, I'm at the post office about to drop off the Matrix DVD to Netflix.com. I really enjoyed watching The White Rabbit, but I wanted to get this to them before they shut down the service in September 2023. Wait, wait, wait. Netflix? They still do DVDs? Yeah, remember? Hey, this reminds me. I have some blockbuster tapes I need to return. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What year is this? Let's talk about the future. Yeah, let's talk about the future. Welcome to the Volumetric Roundtable, where we discuss what's happening in the world of Volumetric. We interview industry leaders, including members of the VFA, and go into deep dives about Volumetric use cases. I'm your host, Eric Azares, and I am a product developer here at Dengenuity Labs. I've been working in the tech industry for 20 years, and have been working with immersive technology since 2016, including VR, AR, 360 video, and now Volumetric. And I'm here with our co-host, Denny Breitenfeld. Hi, I'm Danny Breidenfeld. I'm founder of Dengenuity Labs, president of the Volumetric Format Association. 20 years of new media experiences, including interactive DVDs, all the way up to volumetric video. And I'm excited about today's podcast, Eric. Because today we're going to talk about volumetric. What is volumetric? What makes it so special? What are some use cases of volumetric and how do you get started? Very cool. So Eric, what is volumetric? If you've never heard about, how would you describe what volumetric is? Well, speaking of the matrix, if I was to describe volumetric to a newcomer, I usually start by referencing the scene from The Matrix where Neo is on the rooftop and the camera freeze frames and then the camera whips around and you see Keanu Reeves dodging bullets. Uh, Bullet time is what they call it. Or when Trinity jumps up in the air and in midair, the camera circles around her. Uh, That usually gets people thinking about video in three dimensions. Or if you've ever seen one of those science fiction movies where there's a holographic projection and you could see all around the person. It's usually displayed on a tabletop. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Help me. So with Volumetric, you capture a real-world environment. It could be on a stage or in a studio, or it could be at a rock concert or a stadium in a sporting event. And the idea is that you're surrounding the perimeter with an array of cameras, anywhere between 30 to 100 cameras, and they're all recording simultaneously. But these are special cameras. Uh, Not only are they recording the video, they're also smart enough to record the uh, spatial three-dimensional information about the area. So through a combination of AI and machine learning techniques, this volumetric system is able to digitize the performance and convert it into a living 3D model. So basically, we were taking every possible angle from all the cameras sort of stitching them together in a 3D sort of mesh type environment as though they're clay, but real. Now that we're a 3D model that's based on the real moment in time, what does that allow us to do? Well, it allows us to move anywhere we want. You see, we have a virtual camera, we call it, and you can move it anywhere. You can see behind, above, in between people in the scene, close up, far away. Uh, Basically, you can make complex camera maneuvers that are not possible in the real world. So because the physical cameras that are capturing it are completely disconnected from the quote-unquote virtual camera. So if it's a, a sporting event, that means that this virtual camera could literally go where no camera operator could go because they can't disrupt the game. But a virtual camera, nobody would know, right? Right, exactly. So the way I like to think of it is If you've ever played one of those sports video games like NBA 2K or FIFA and you want to replay a previous play 
or if you want to rewatch sort of a, a moment in the game, you could do that. Yeah, exactly. So you can break out of the typical sideline view and move the camera so you could freely move around the court or the field. You can see the POV of the point guard or you can see what the goalkeeper sees and you just have all these different options. So or maybe you want to see what it's like if you're LeBron James jumping over a seven footer and doing a slam dunk. Wow. Or maybe there was a controversial play. Was the ball in or was it out? Uh, maybe from one angle, it looks like it was out. But then if you move the camera slightly over to the other side of the ball, you could see the ball was actually touching the line. So volumetric is exactly like that, except with a real game. Wow. Wow. So that sounds like it's one of the biggest advantages as disconnecting the physical camera with a, a virtual camera. What would be another advantage of volumetric video, Eric? Well, in addition to being able to move the camera anywhere you want, uh, if you're shooting a scene in volumetric, you have more creative flexibility during post-production. And this is great if you're making a TV series or filming uh, filming a film. <laughs> <laughs> Which, yeah. So basically, if you're anybody listening to this podcast in the production world, this is for you. So how does this work? This whole idea of not just editing, but reshooting a scene. How does that work with volumetric video? Well, if you're shooting a scene in volumetric, you have cameras recording everything that's happening. So uh, you have kind of a 3D record of everything happening in that scene. So in post, you can go back and do all sorts of camera maneuvers, uh, crane shots, dolly shots. You can start from 100 feet away, then dolly in slowly or quickly if you want, depending on what dramatic effect you're going for. Uh, so on the day of production, you record all your material and then in post-production, you can make all your creative adjustments afterwards. Yeah. So basically what you're saying is maybe on the days you're shooting, you have your shot list, established shot, two shot, close up, medium close up, over the shoulder. And you're, you're just running through that that shot list, resetting up. You don't need a shot list anymore. You just let the actors act out the scene. You can then go and take that volumetric content and redo the shot list a thousand times because you have a virtual camera and you have virtual lighting. It changes the way you shoot on the day of your production completely. Yeah, that's exactly right. You can get a very genuine performance from the actors. You don't have to worry about doing take after take or shooting from this angle or that angle. You shoot it once and then you get infinite possibilities. Yeah, totally. That's a, an advantage in so many ways. Obviously, it lets the actors really focus on the craft and storytelling and capturing the moment in the scene. It makes the editing a lot more flexible and more dynamic, more creative. But the cost reduction is huge because you're not paying people to sit around and wait for the next shot to be set up as we we, we got to move camera, we got to move lights, we got to reblock it. And then boom, we shoot it and we do 10 takes or whatever it's going to take. That all goes away. It means that you just come into set, you do your scene, nobody needs to sit around waiting for anything else to happen, and you get the right take and you move on. Major, major reduction in costs just to have people more productive and less sitting around. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It saves a lot of time for a lot of people and... On set, time's very precious. So that's, the, I guess we could call that, you know, advantage one, two, three. What is another advantage of that volumetric video brings to this industry? 
Well, this changes everything for the viewer because the viewer has control over the scene and it makes it more interactive. So instead of passively watching a series or movie, the viewer has the ability to move the camera around and experience it the way they want to. Wow. It just changes everything. Uh, being able to, to interact with a movie or a sporting event. And remember, we're talking about interacting with a scene with real people, not CG characters in a video game. Wow. Eric, that interactivity seems like it's been a long time coming. We started out talking about the Matrix Interactive DVD, which was released September 21st, 1999. It sounds like the promise of that interactivity is now really starting to become a reality by handing over some of the controls or all of the controls to the viewer. So in that case of Follow the Right Rabbit, I could do a lot more than just sort of branch off from the main storyline to see an extended storyline. I could move around Neo and trinity as if i'm in the matrix with volumetric video is that what you're saying yes exactly so not just the ability to choose from branched narratives but having the agency to freely roam around a movie scene so you can choose to watch from the perspective of the hero or the villain or a bystander maybe there's a lot of things happening simultaneously the viewer can choose where they want to go there could be a secret conversation happening in the corner somewhere I mean, just being able to move around like you're in the same room as Keanu Reeves, yeah. that's huge. It's like being in the Matrix. So, you know, just to carry this a little bit more further before it gets too crazy, imagine that, hey, we don't want to leave the Matrix. We want to stay in it for that story and we want to follow Agent Smith. This technology and the ability to have multiple storylines within one story sounds really, really compelling. What a huge advantage and how much fun is it going to be for the viewer to sort of be more immersed in some of these great stories, great sports. Very exciting. We've been talking about how the media entertainment industry can take a traditional way of shooting content and with volumetric video could really reduce costs and focus on the content and less on the mechanics. What if we applied virtual production to volumetric video and vice versa? How would that work and what are the advantages of doing that? Well, the actors can actually see the environment. So instead of performing in front of a green screen, they're performing in front of a big LED wall. So they can see that they're on top of a mountain or in a desert. And if you combine that with volumetric, you get unlimited angles. So like we talked about before, we can move the camera anywhere we want. And that opens up a lot of creative possibilities. Plus, you get a more genuine performance from the actors. Uh, they can actually react to the big dragon behind them instead of just imagining it. Yeah, uh, th th that's really exciting because then the actor can really act against the environment and what's going on. And what's really powerful is since you're digitizing both the 3D background that's being projected on the wall and then you're digitizing the actors that are standing on the stage. Now everything's in this new 3D volume. And what it means is that the post and previs work that used to be done where you had to make sure maybe you did a little bit of previs, but you knew you can clean it up in post and with virtual production, you sort of have to swap the two where you need really high quality assets on the day of the shoot. With virtual production, you can mix and match how you're going to deal with those assets. You can do high quality on day of shoot. You can do low quality on day shoot. And since everything's a volume and everything's in 3D, you can instantly swap out 
any layer that you're shooting on. So let's say you had a, a vehicle on the set. It's a real vehicle. You had an actor and then they were in a desert scene for the new launch of a car. You can even swap out that car. You can change the color of the car. Even though it's real a real car, you're capturing it in a 3D environment and then swap it out. Maybe it's not the final model because the commercial need to be launched before the actual launch of the car. They didn't want any exposure to the car. Boom, here's a way to shoot it keep costs down, let the actors focus on the scene and really let the creativity and everything come in at the very last minute or up front, depending on what the time is and resources are. So volumetric video with virtual production will just be a complete game changer because it gives freedom to however the director and the special effects team, how they want to work together with the studio and with the soundstage. It's very flexible depending on how somebody feels they can get the best out of that shot and work the way they're used to working. Yeah, that's amazing because you gain a lot of flexibility. You're not just locked into whatever video you shot the day of. You can still make creative adjustments and experiment afterwards. Yeah, exactly. And then if we take it one step further, if we had um, an actor that was, say, in London, another one that was in L.A., and due to scheduling of two different productions that the actor needed to be on, and they only had a few days to actually shoot the scene... We can actually combine the two stages, the one in London, one in L.A., as though it's one stage in a virtual world, the volume of the capture, and the two people could actually act off each other. And if they move around each other, it actually will look like they're moving around each other in the virtual set. So they will see each other, they will act against each other, but the final camera that the end user sees will actually be from a virtual camera combining the environment and the audience would never know they are separated by 6,000 plus miles. It just works. It's really going to be a game changer as all these pieces start to come together to the point where actors could really be wherever they'd like to be, go into a, a virtual production stage that's combined with volumetric and four or five of these stages can come together. They will be able to act off of each other as if they're really there. It's just a remarkable game changer. Yeah, it sounds like a major cost saver since you're not worrying about flying your talent and the entire crew across the globe. You're collaborating virtually. Yeah. And what's really great is the, you know, the DP and the director, they could be completely separated from where the actors are and be there virtually as well. So imagine a team that could really get to know each other, work well together without having to fly around and be separated from their families and things of that nature. It just makes the world of production so much more maintainable and personable because you're able to spend time with your families without traveling everywhere you want to go. So it should open up all kinds of possibilities and change the work-life dynamic of production in a big way. So that's the media entertainment example. What other industries could really take advantage of volumetric video, Eric? Education. I think education could be accelerated uh, with volumetric. I mean, imagine learning from a volumetric teacher. It's the ultimate form of immersive learning. Imagine if you're interacting with a hologram of Neil deGrasse Tyson and he's explaining some complex concepts of astrophysics Or maybe you're trying to learn any complex topic. Uh, Just being able to strap into a VR headset and learn from a hologram of a teacher, Mm. that can help improve learning and retention of information. Wow. 
That's really exciting. And that complex concept of, say, astrophysics is a very complex one. And what we've seen with studies is you take sort of a 2D video, maybe some text, and it's a little bit more immersive for the the student to understand. But you put that inside a virtual world, put them in a headset, and they'll retain it even more. With volumetric video, what you're saying is you change that virtual world so it's more of a real world with Neil deGrasse Tyson talking to the student about astrophysics, the retention rate should go through the roof and really make something that was pretty difficult, a lot easier to manage. But also, since Neil deGrasse Tyson could actually be streamed, not just the one student, but thousands and thousands of students, this really can democratize the idea of education to those who maybe aren't able to get to the facility where that's being taught, or maybe they're just in a whole different country learning complex and amazing topics like astrophysics. Yeah, with Volumetric, you can improve the overall learning experience and reach a broader audience. Yeah, that's really exciting. What's another industry example, Eric, that Volumetric Video will really have a big impact on? I'd say disaster relief and first responders. So imagine this, maybe there was a natural disaster, a tornado, a hurricane, Oh, wow. And an area had just got hit and has been devastated. There's a lot of unknowns in that situation. Collapsed buildings, uh, flooded area. Now, imagine we have volumetric cameras mounted on drones and we send out those drones to survey the disaster area and recreate the environment in 3D. So now the experts that can't physically reach that space can now have a complete view of everything. And in this situation, it's important to have a comprehensive look of everything happening on the ground. Yeah, I think the one thing that's really exciting about that, since we're capturing the volume of the area and using that example of a flood situation, with this 3D data, we should be able to identify that the water is only four inches in depth or four feet, and then prepare to be able to go into that area in a much more controlled and safe way than just sort of gets taking a typical drone trot, trying to do some analysis on it. And hopefully the analysis is right. And sometimes it is, and maybe it takes a little while. But with volumetric video, we should be able to get all that information and quickly get it down to the first responders so they can respond quickly. And maybe that response helps save somebody's life. So Eric, you know, we've gone through media entertainment, virtual production, sports, education, first responders. There's a lot here. And I imagine somebody is out there saying, hey, wait a second, I want to get involved. I really want to get involved. You know, one of the things I like to tell people, Eric, is, hey, if you're already your camera person or your DP or your an editor or your end user experience or your producer, there is sort of a correlation of what that work is going to be like in volumetric. And many times that work that you have done and that experience and that expertise could actually overflow into multiple hats now. So you don't have to say, okay, well, I've only been, say, a camera operator for a while. You can take that experience of understanding lenses and metadata and everything that you need to know about the sensor and how lighting is going to affect it. You can bring that right into volumetric, but you can actually maybe work more closely in a much more creative environment with, say, the DP and the director could be there and you're getting this real-time feedback of whatever was shot and that maybe expands sort of what your knowledge is or what you want to do and you just carry that down the line. So let's say you've been an editor, you really understand how the story sometimes does 
come together in the editing room. Well, now imagine you actually can work directly with the DP while you're trying to edit the shots and say, hey, why don't we actually have an establishing shot from this angle because we can then relight it and it'll change the mood a little bit and even bring in that lighting director at that moment in time. So now you're all in the same room creating the story in a much more collaborative way. That will just continue. So whatever your skill set is, whatever you were working on, there is a path that is just an, a one-to-one situation with the ability to expand. And if you're on the production side and the producer, you can really start to think about your budgets in a little differently. You can think about logistics of your shot list and your, your scheduling. That all can be a lot easier. Finally, if you're back on the end user experience, storytelling, whether you develop games or you really like the idea of 3D animations and what they bring and how they can tell stories differently in a virtual world, you can now apply that same skill set to volumetric video and maybe work with the the writers a little bit more closely about what kind of tools they now have access to because everything maybe got a little cheaper or by that time you get involved in a real way, there may be a full asset library that things you can tweak and then bring that into the end user experience. That's a good way to think about it. As the technology develops, this will become more practical and more real and more accessible. But if your company is thinking about how they get started and you want to be part of it, the VFA has a new membership tier and that's the community membership. Eric, what's that membership tier all about? Well, it's a free brand new community membership tier designed especially for professionals across many industries, including entertainment, sports, game development, education and beyond. And there are a number of benefits. You can participate in general meetings, promote your work, and network with other volumetric professionals just like you. Yeah, and it's a really exciting time because we're really seeing this industry start to flourish where we have technology companies that have really been investing in volumetric space for quite some time, include great members like Canon and NVIDIA and Sony and Verizon and new creators that are using some of this technology in different ways. And the community program really connects the two together and fosters the idea that, hey, you want to tell a story a little differently. You want to shoot sports and stylize it a little differently. You want to get into education and training, well, guess what? This is the community to make it happen. So we're really excited that VFA is launching this community membership. And by the way, Eric, I think there's a wonderful price to it. And that is... Let me just take out my calculator here, carry the one, zero dollars. It's free. Yes, there you go. So it's an excellent way to get started into the VFA, especially if your company is sort of thinking, well, how do they get started? What is the risk of joining something that they're not really sure where it will lead or or if you guys have the resources to participate at this moment in time? And as the tech becomes a little bit more tangible and more people get involved, then you can increase your membership and take advantage of all different capabilities that the VFA is bringing. But this is an excellent start. So if your company is interested, where do they go, Eric? They can go to volumetricformat.org forward slash join. And all of this sounds futuristic, but the good news is you can get involved today and help shape the future of volumetric. Yeah, and we don't have to wait 24 years (laughs) for the interactivity to sort of be here like we did with Follow the White Rabbit. So as you can see, lots of exciting things happening in the world of Volumetric. We would love for you to join the VFA. For more information, you can visit volumetricformat.org forward slash join, where you can learn about our various membership levels, each with their own benefits, including a brand new 
community tier. It's free to join. The Volumetric Roundtable is produced by Dengenuity Labs in partnership with the Volumetric Format Association to promote companies in the volumetric industry, build out a volumetric ecosystem, develop interoperability standards, and grow a community of creators across the globe. This is Eric Azares. Thank you for listening. Looking forward to meeting you soon. Thank you.